In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Betches Media presents... I like beer. I don't know if you do. Okay. Do you like beer, Senator? Or not. Uh, my party is going bat crazy. Yeah! You're the pop- Alternative facts. Oh, goodness. The Betches Sup Podcast. America! Hello, and welcome to the Betches Sup Podcast. I'm Amanda Duberman. And I'm Elise Morales. And the Betches Sup Podcast is your daily rundown of all the crazy shit going on in the news, brought to you by your two funniest friends. Which is us! Yay! You are. <laughs> <laughs> there were a couple days there was like one day this week where i was like is there enough news for the podcast and then today happens like there's always enough news for yeah anytime that there's like a day where it's a lull it's because the next day there's going to be 10 years worth of news all by right. 10 o'clock in the morning exactly um, even yesterday i thought scotus usually does decisions on mondays and thursdays but it was wednesday and they were like surprise <laughs> it's I mean, it's a free-for-all at SCOTUS, obviously. It's very funny to me that they do, like, all of their work in a period of, like, one month, and then we we don't hear shit from them. And, and all, like, it's literally, like, a year of people just being like, well, eventually this case is going to get to the Supreme Court. And, <laughs> and then one random day in the summer, they're like, we've decided on everything. Right. right. <laughs> we've decided it's going back to you <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly we've just we've decided not to decide yeah. what a great gig so we're gonna get into that in a second tomorrow we are going to have an interview with uh for the episode with Zerlina Maxwell she's an MSNBC contributor ah. um, an author she's really really cool she wrote a really cool book called um the end of white politics it's basically about the most striking line from it to me is she says that like everybody complains about identity politics but we've always had white identity politics we just call it politics that uh, yeah. damn yeah exactly and it's basically wow. all about that about how like and i've done this on the podcast we like fixate on like it's just seventy thousand white people in the midwest that we just got to get back and she, the, basically the premise of her book and what we talked about is like that's not true there are many votes on the table that you are willfully ignoring like this is really ours for the taking if we can just look in the right direction uh, so that will be out tomorrow, and her book is called The End of White Politics, which is uh, out now. I've been uh, trying to share non-Amazon links to buy it <laughs> while also making sure you guys can find it. But yes. End of White Politics. Well, that's awesome. I'm really excited to hear it. Yeah. Um, should we jump into the news? Because there's, as Do we it. said, there's there's tons of news from the Supreme Court. So let's start. Um the Supreme Court ended its term this morning, actually. So they started working like three weeks ago. Now that's done. They're done. <laughs> they're done, exactly. <laughs> they, they take like RBG's three good weeks and they're like, let's do it. <laughs> yeah, and honestly, I do I do appreciate doing that out of respect for Ruth. Exactly. Like, Look, we're going to work really hard for like three weeks and then we're going to go back to wherever we go <laughs> yeah i feel like they should just work from home forever they've been pretty prolific yeah yeah it seems like they're functioning 100 at 100 percent capacity for 
what I've known them to do. So anyway, their term ended this morning with two huge and highly anticipated rulings. Uh, they ruled in a pair of cases involving whether or not the president can shield his tax returns from prosecutors and Congress. TBT to Trump's tax returns. Seriously. Remember then that was the thing we were like, well, we're going to get the tax returns and it's going to take him down during like oh the God. campaign. And it's like the campaign. Oh my God. Like he'll never How win. He because he, yeah. He'll never win because he won't release them. Yeah, Silly. We're still waiting on his tax returns <laughs> and his uh, SATs. <laughs> but we yes, definitely know he cheats on both. Yes. The SATs I would love to see. Oh, that would be amazing. If only but there I was guess, a writing component then, that would be I know. Really special. But I guess the thing that Mary Trump is saying is that he paid a smarter person to take them anyway. Right. So yeah, true. So they would probably look fine, but it's Perfectly just very fine. clearly not him. Um, yeah. <laughs> there's not, if there's not like weird capitalization that doesn't make any sense, he didn't write it. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we should do a signature match, like an exact match between oh. his SAT and his signature. And yeah. if he fails it, then all of those exact match standards for voting across the country get thrown away. Let's do it. Wow. Amanda, you're Proposal. on. Proposal. As usual, you're on to something, Amanda. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's talk about the first of these cases. Sure. Um, the first one involved New York District Attorney Cy Vance, who is seeking the president's tax returns for a grand jury. In this case, it is another TBT. Uh, this basically revolves around the case of Michael Cohen and the hush money payments that Trump paid to two women that he had affairs with. So... Again, allegedly, Elise. Oh, I'm sorry. That he <laughs> allegedly had affairs with. Uh, I was just trying to remember that day that Michael Cohen testified, which was one of the craziest days of all. That was one of the craziest days at all. And he all. had he has his like Mr. Trump, <laughs> his his whole weird uh, kind of goony sidekick persona. He really had such a sad face. That was the one where he was like, Donald Trump told me to my face that he does not love Don Jr. <laughs> like, <laughs> he like slid that in just to be really mean. Yeah. He was like, he told me that Don Jr. is far too stupid to do a scheme. <laughs> Maybe that's why Don Jr. ever since has been basically tweeting begging his dad to love him. I mean, that's Don Jr.'s whole life, and it's really, really sad. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, this case is basically involving whether or not the grand jury in the Michael Cohen case can see Trump's tax returns. Vance had served a subpoena on Trump's longtime accounting firm, Mazars USA, for his tax returns. And in a 7-2 decision, SCOTUS said that President Trump is not immune from New York's subpoena just because he's president. That's what his legal team had been arguing um which is funny because i feel like the whole point of america was to not have a king that was immune to our laws but yeah that's what i was thinking when i was like summarizing this after reading it it's like so we're we're back to square one we're back to yeah. the american founding story which is that nobody is immune from anything great i'm glad that took four years <laughs> yeah it's I'm I felt confused by it because I feel like these are the same people that were like dry humping Mount Rushmore a, a week ago but <laughs> okay, so, whatever, dry. Right? <laughs> so dry <laughs> it's really very dry high elevation <laughs> no water in the air. 
<laughs> no droplets. Actually, there were lots of droplets there. That's actually sick. true. That's very sad. Hey, American Fever Dream listeners, I'm here to tell you that there is no reason to panic the next time you're searching for the perfect gift. Because now you can use gift mode on Etsy. Gift Mode on Etsy is here to take the stress out of gifting so you can find the perfect item for anyone for any occasion. And it's easy. You just tap or click Gift Mode in your Etsy app or Etsy.com and then answer a few questions about who you're shopping for and what they like. And Gift Mode instantly gives you a curated gift idea list based on hundreds of personas. Now it is simple to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life. So whether you need a Mother's Day gift for the quilter or a birthday present for the vintage hunter, there is something for everyone on Etsy. Some of my favorite things to do are go to Etsy gift mode and then search absurd things like what kind of gifts do you have with Walter Cronkite on them? What kind of gifts do you have for dachshund owners? There's jewelry, ceramic, toys, board games, all kinds of fun stuff. A gifting moment is always right around the corner, whether it's a birthday, an anniversary, a holiday, or even just a day to say thank you. Gift mode on Etsy has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try gift mode on Etsy now. Today's episode of American Fever Dream is brought to you by Newly. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always afford the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you. It's Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription rental service, and for just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles. They also have inclusive sizing up to 5X, as well as petite and maternity. You get fast, free shipping returns and professional cleaning and newly state-of-the-art laundering facility. No laundry for you to worry about. This is the best. You just put it back in your box, send it out, and before you know it, you've got your next one. And you always have the option to buy what you love for sometimes up to 75% off. I bought the Rachel Antonoff pasta puffer from them. I was obsessed with it, like everybody who tries it is, and it was completely sold out everywhere else. So I felt like I really, really had an in there. So thank you, Newly. Newly is an amazing value at $98 a month for any six styles. And right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code FeverDream20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's newly with two U's and enter the code FeverDream20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com, newly with two U's with code FeverDream20. Newly subscription clothing rental, change your clothes. So while this seems good, uh, this doesn't mean that the prosecutor is going to get the documents now. Instead, they have basically sent it back down to the lower courts to decide whether Donald Trump as an individual with the same rights as all of us can have his tax return subpoenaed. So they were basically just like, he's not immune. Yeah, he's not a king. if you... Don't want to subpoena them. You also don't have to. So it's like very confusing. Uh, Chief Justice Roberts wrote in the opinion, we reaffirm that principle today that holds that the president is neither absolutely immune from state criminal subpoenas seeking his private papers, nor entitled to a heightened heightened standard of need. I feel like I could have said that. (laughs) It's like, okay, thank you. Yes, the rules apply. This entire administration, like we just said, is courts being like, yes, sir, the rules do apply to you. 
Exactly. Exactly. So I feel like this is kind of a victory for Trump because ultimately this means that we're not seeing these tax returns before November. No. And it's interesting because like when it first came out, all the tweets were like huge blow to the Trump administration. So of course, you know, I love to see that. I get excited. And then I read the articles and it's like, yeah, but we're not going to see these tax returns before November. And also like, maybe we'll never see the tax returns. Right. CNN straight up like changed its chiron. It was like SCOTUS blocks. Actually, SCOTUS allows him to hide everything. It's very confusing. (laughs) They're just basically like, so the courts, this has already gone all the way up through the courts, but now they're like, now you're welcome to fight this as a normal person. Like you have recourse to say this subpoena is not fair. It is too broad. You're applying too strict of a standard to me because I'm president. Like he can still go do all that stuff. And basically now that starts. So like Syvance's response was like, this is a victory. Now we can keep going and make our case for why we need to see this person's tax returns related to this case. And also this is, we'll talk about the Congress one in a minute, but this one is, if it goes to the grand jury eventually, that will always be secret anyway. I think yeah. unless it goes even further. But it does mean like this investigation can, investigation can go and go and go and go. And I mean, could end up with Trump in prison. Like that's not out of the question after today, <laughs> I think. Uh, Trump in prison. What a thought. I know, what a fantasy. <laughs> yeah. So basically all that happened was SCOTUS rejected the idea that Trump as president has like absolute immunity. So now he's mm-hmm. just, apparently it's pretty, you have to make a pretty strong case that a subpoena is like absolutely inappropriate. Like I think that in a grand jury situation, like this situation, you can't just like ignore them like he tends to do. Yeah. I know. It's interesting to me that he thinks you can just ignore them. Right. Like that's the point of them. <laughs> is that you can't. Because <laughs> you can't, you have to, you have to respond. <laughs> that's why i'm scared about if he loses in november he's gonna be like so yeah nobody just closes that locks the door to the white house he's like well i'm in here baby so try to get me out i'm quarantined (laughs) can't leave uh so should we go into the second case i think so yeah so in the same seven to two breakdown the court also blocked congress from getting trump's financial records so congress wanted these records for Basically, legislative purposes, like the House was arguing that wanted the records from also Mazars USA and Deutsche Bank and Capital One for the purpose of investigating whether Congress needed to like amend any laws related to conflict of interest or financial disclosure laws, also about how banks are regulated. So basically, like Congress has to have a legislative purpose for asking for something, and that's what they claimed it was. And basically, this case was like, is that fair? Is that true? Does he have to hand this over? The Supreme Court is saying maybe not. Like, you need to think really carefully about this. Um, It's the same seven to two breakdown. They basically said that the House's request was too broad and it raised, like, separations of power concerns. Roberts, Roberts, we know, doesn't like the idea of, like, an overly political uh, judicial branch. Um, And he especially doesn't like the idea that Congress, which is led right now by Democrats, not that it's led by Democrats, but he doesn't like the idea that Congress, which is led by one party, was trying to get dirt on the president, which is led by another. And they basically throw it to the lower courts to say, like, you need to really scrutinize the political considerations here and come up with your own decisions about whether this is appropriate and the value of getting the records matches the value of, you know, chipping away at Trump's rights if that ever becomes an issue. But, like, mm-hmm. basically same shit, different way. Same day. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting because I do see how, 
if we're ever allowed to have a Democratic president again, right? <laughs> and there's a Republican Congress, how it could be like if a president is yeah. set that you can like Congress can just ask for all these documents that it can be, you know, that that could be abused. But I'm also like, we need to see Trump's tax returns and every other political, every other president has voluntarily released the information that is being sought. So right, it's true. It's not like we're searching for some, like you're only, it's cause he obviously has something to hide. Yeah. That he's not fucking rich. Right. Yeah, <laughs> true. Exactly. That is a criminal. Yeah. That he's, that he's a, He's like a not wealthy criminal. <laughs> right, exactly. Great. American dream. So basically in the first case, they said the president's rights are not under threat here. And in the second, they say like maybe they are. But it's interesting that they had the same 72 breakdown mm-hmm. with Alito and Thomas dissenting. So Kavanaugh and Gorsuch, which are both Trump's appointees, joined the majority on both Um And both decisions have the effect of blocking the records for now. So if you want to look at the court favorably and feel good about things, you could say Trump's own appointees had the opportunity to say, to protect him and to write their opinion saying, like, no, you can't see these. And they didn't. And that's what Roberts wanted. I was reading about this this morning. Like, we know he's very concerned about the court appearing political, So he didn't want a five to four breakdown like this, um, especially in like previous decisions that involve immunity that has like political consequences with Nixon and Clinton that went to the court. Those were unanimous decisions, which like it gives the impression that the court was apolitical and the right decision was made. I feel like it like takes away the option for political actors to be like, well, fuck that. And he wanted as close to that as he could get. And he didn't quite get there, but seven to two is is pretty good for what Roberts wants to yeah. play with this court. It's not like, it's not a split decision. You know exactly. what I mean? Like where we've, which we've seen in a lot of these things time and time again, you know, and it's definitely not split on party lines considering it's the same seven, two to both. Yeah. So Trump, but Trump is acting as freaking out on Twitter saying that oh, like, this course. is unfair and it's prosecutorial, you know, whatever. So it's like, they're unanimous, but are they're nearly unanimous, but it's still kind of like a disappointment. It's kind of like an easy way to be able to check that box because you're not really stopping it and you're not really letting it go. A lot of the stuff coming out of the Supreme Court has been a mixed bag, which yeah. brings us to the next decision we have to talk about. Though I'm I'm gonna say that this next decision is not really a mixed bag, it's bad, but <laughs> pretty pretty much falls into the bad uh, category, but yesterday, in another 7-2 to two decision, the Supreme Court ruled that the Trump administration was permitted to create a religious or moral objection exemption to the Affordable Care Act's requirement that employers cover birth control for their workers. So, a reminder that the ACA requires employer-based insurance to cover contraceptives, which it considers preventative care, because it is. <laughs> It included a workaround for religious institutions like churches and mosques to opt out by just filling out a form and then the government would find another way to fund the coverage. So basically it's like, okay, if you're not going to do this in these exceptions, we will provide this for the people. But the Trump administration has since expanded the exemption to all sorts of employers who can simply opt out because they have a moral objection to contraceptives. Uh, It doesn't even just have to be religious. It can literally just be like, we think contraceptives are bad. I'm an atheist and I object to 
Yeah, because I want women to suffer. Women having um, more estrogen in their bodies than they might naturally. Yeah, exactly. Like it's it it really concerns me. Yeah. Um. So basically, the Supreme Court said that they are going to let the expanded rule stand. So this means that, you know, basically your employer can kind of, for whatever reason they want, say, I have an objection to covering birth control and not cover your birth control, which is completely (laughs) messed up when, I mean, we know this. And I feel like a lot of our listenership knows this but birth control is used for many many reasons that are not right. just related to not wanting to have a baby though that is also a very valid reason yeah right it's like <laughs> i saw it's like it's not like we want to hand boxes of condoms to teenagers but also that would be fine yeah exactly it's like but maybe we should be doing that right right <laughs> like we also are doing that in a lot of places it's it's shocking. I mean, yesterday, yeah, I just saw like on Twitter what was trending was like endometriosis, PCOS, like people having to explain why. Yeah. Or if you've ever been on Accutane, mm-hmm. you have to take you have yeah. to take birth control to be on Accutane because if you were to get pregnant while you were on Accutane, there's some really, really serious health risks to the fetus, which yeah. supposedly these are the people who are very concerned with what happens to right. a fetus. But uh, not in this case. But yeah, I mean, I remember like having friends in high school before any of us were on birth control. My friends who went on Accutane had to get on it. And it was very like, we were like, oh my God. It did feel kind of slutty. Yeah. (laughs) She's on the pill for her hormonal acne. (laughs) (laughs) She's a woman now. (laughs) So funny. (laughs) <laughs> uh, it sucks too because it's like frankly like birth control is shuts like oral contraceptives are such a trash way to control birth like most people have terrible reactions to them it's like they're not even good in the first place and it's like you won't even let us not only are you not really in any rush to come up with better solutions mm-hmm. but we can't even have this one like it's literally it's it's synthetic hormones it's the stuff that's already in us and you're like no meanwhile no. If a man wanted to get his Viagra covered, not a problem, not a problem for anyone. If a man wanted to get a vasectomy, not a problem, yeah. not a moral, no moral objection there. Why would, why is there only a moral objection to women deciding they don't want to procreate and not men? You know, like why, if a company had the same more, if the company, if a company was like, I don't want to provide birth control pills, then they should also be like, I won't pay for any of my male employees to get a vasectomy if that's what they choose to do. Yeah. It's because the society still expects women to raise children and they're like, we can make men, like, it doesn't matter what men do. They can, they can have Viagra. They can like fuck around. It doesn't, we don't care if men get women pregnant. We only care that pregnant women deliver their babies. Yeah, exactly. Stay pregnant. and are stuck with whatever the consequence of that is. And we also will not help them to raise that child in any way, shape, or form. No. You Um, going to do subsidized childcare for your employees? Are you going to do, cover all of their neonatal complications? Are you going to cover, are you going to do mental health services, give them flex work? Like, yeah, like that's my question. Business people. For these companies that aren't going to provide contraceptives, What's their maternity leave policy? Exactly. Better be good. Better be one of the best in the nation, but I have a feeling 
But right. it's that not. would be pro-life. Yeah. <laughs> I have a feeling that it's probably crap. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I mean, there's people say this a lot, but you're not voting just for Joe Biden. If you feel meh about Joe Biden, like you're voting for Ruth Bader Ginsburg's replacement and the other people's replacements. Um, Biden said yesterday he took this opportunity. He knows that, too, to kind of he said that he would restore the ACA to pre Hobby Lobby conditions. So Hobby yes. Lobby basically let like exemptions for for institutions that just have closely held religious beliefs that they feel strongly about, not just like religious institutions and houses of worship. Um, so we would go back to even before that where it's like, fine, I, I believe in freedom from religion, but the original workaround where like you just signed a paper saying, I don't want to pay for birth control. And the government was like, we will figure it out for you. You literally do nothing but sign a paper. And these people yes. also don't want to sign a paper because they see that as being complicit in getting birth control to people. So he's like, we're going to go back to before all of this nonsense. And I promise we'll do that. Yeah, um, I actually, I wanted to take this opportunity to make a Hobby Lobby related confession, which is that way back in the day when this decision came out, I wrote about it for Betches.com and I accidentally said that the Supreme Court was a bunch of white guys because I forgot about Clarence Thomas and, oh. <laughs> and I got roasted and yeah. I just, I just want to say that on the one hand, you know, Clarence Thomas is known for not having ever asked a question. Right. Uh, he did not ask any questions for many years. Yeah. And if you want to get remembered by 20-year-old bloggers, you know, speak up. That's true. But on the other hand, I should have, I shouldn't have forgotten. Yeah. I like how he never asked questions until they were on Zoom and then suddenly he wasn't shy anymore. <laughs> maybe, yeah. Maybe he's just like a little shy in person, but he feels kind of released by the... <laughs> By the anonymity of Zoom or whatever. Maybe, maybe. I mean, he probably loves Joe Biden. Joe Biden got him his job. Wow. Ooh, I bet and Clarence Thomas is going to vote for Joe Biden. Is the tea. That's the tea. That One more decision. Crazy. One more decision this morning. Another sort of like unusual. So Neil Gorsuch is like a huge advocate for the Native American population, apparently. Oh. He has taken many opportunities to write in their favor. I have to look more into that. I was just seeing a little this morning, like, oh, wow, okay, this is, he's done this before, he's done it again. Um, but the Supreme Court said this morning that a large swath of eastern Oklahoma, which does include Tulsa, is Native American land for purposes of federal criminal law. So this means that under law, crimes involving Native Americans on a reservation are under federal, not state jurisdiction. So maintains like rights and self-determination for those groups and uh gorsuch wrote the opinion about why that was important so what a term interesting yeah yeah really what a what a wild and crazy term the supreme court has had this year had quite a summer fling yeah <laughs> yeah the supreme court's crazy summer um but yeah, house. i mean ultimately well, there are many rulings that they've made that I, I didn't like, and I wish that uh, Merrick Garland was on the court, and I fear for the damage that another Trump presidency could do to the court if he were to be able to appoint someone else. Yeah. There has been a marginal amount of feeling good about the... It seems that the court is not maybe as polarized as I was extremely worried that it had. This is the most qualified statement I've ever heard. I was, like, I was like, it's so tentatively, perhaps... But I agree. I think I agree with you. Like, obviously, if Trump gets a chance to appoint more justices, it's really, really bad. But 
like we were saying, like some of these justices have had the opportunity to rule in very political pro-Trump or pro-social conservative ways and have decided not to, not yeah. to take those opportunities, which, I mean, there's, Brett Kavanaugh still said he was going to respect abortion precedent and will not. Um, no, he said it to Susan Collins. Right. He told her to her face, Amanda. <laughs> <laughs> so sad. <laughs> oh, yeah. But like, yeah, if the court stays like it is, then I, I feel like this term could have gone a lot worse. But yes, we can't that, afford okay, any that's other. That's where we'll land. Yeah. It yeah. could have gone a lot worse. And for 2020. Could have gone a lot better, but. For 2020, though, that is basically the best term we could have possibly imagined. I know. You wrote in the newsletter and I laughed out loud that like, guess we'll see how this goes in November if we have a November. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) We don't, November is up in the air just as far as very privileged thinking. We're going to be exactly, exactly. But I think that does bring us to the end of the podcast. It does. It does. And at least we're going to, you're going on a little vacation. So we'll see you again later this month. Yes, I will be. I will be back. Uh, Miss Irene Marrow is taking over the newsletter. Wonderful comedian. Very hilarious. Uh, Saw her on Wait, That Was This Year. Yes. So funny. Yes. So it's in very, very good hands for the next 10 days. Okay. We'll see you soon. Until the return of democracy. I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Elise Morales. And this is the Betches Up Podcast. The Betches Sub Podcast is produced by Sean Kilby and Amanda Duberman. Our podcast managers are Mike Coscarelli and Sean Kilby. Social media by Amanda Duberman. Artwork by Brittany Levine. Be sure to follow us at Betches underscore Sup on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And send your emails to sup at Betches.com. Betches.